You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. We're at Cleveland Baptist Church, Huckles Retreat. Welcome to Tim Talks. Those are my good friends at the Cleveland Baptist Church Couples Retreat. Thank you, gang, for that great introduction this morning. Good job. Amen. Good job. Approximately 100 people. 100 people there for that. That was great. 50 couples. Man, I feel badly about that. Now Pastor Folger's got yeah. 50 more yeah. couples to counsel extra. Yeah, that's true. To try to that's undo true. all the damage you did. Now, now oh, Ruthie... Yeah. I'm sure did great, but she always does. Anyway, great. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Thanks for that great introduction. <laughs> Hi, Pastor Will. Here comes I am. Here we are. Seven, seven, seven. Seven, seven, seven. Wow. Wow. The number of perfection. That's us. Yep. It is. Uh, you're a seven. I'm a seven. Yeah. You're a seven. I'm a seven. And every Timmy who listened to this is a seven. Ultimate perfection. Bryun sevens. <laughs> You'll never make it. You'll I, never make well, it. Well, <laughs> I'd rather be a 10, but I'll take seven. <laughs> I don't think I really As made a ten, seven. I lower myself to a seven to be with the common people. <laughs> hey, this is hilarious. So I was out out uh, having lunch with uh, Brother Pete Folger and his dear wife Sandra. What a great couple! What a great time we had with them. And uh, he's we need to get him on here again. That that guy's that guy's hilarious. And so I don't know what we were doing. We were yes. looking at pictures for something. And I brought up some pictures that I have of when I was a kid. And I got to tell you, I was not a good looking kid. I got it. It's, it's sad. It's just sad. I, I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know what my parents maybe purposely on school photo day said, hey, look as dumb as a rock. And, <laughs> and then put on this wig of your hair out of control. It's, it's sad. It's just sad. And uh, so, you know, I said, hey, you want to see some pictures? <laughs> I have like four or five of my That's school pictures great. from like grade seven through like high school or something. And it was funny. He he takes the phone, he looks at it, and he does that face like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell he's trying not to, but you can't help us like, whoa. <laughs> well, I was the opposite, man. I was a cute kid and then oh. somehow devolved into some... Oh. You know, cousin it thing. I was a crazy looking kid and I'm a crazy looking adult, man. God cursed me with bad hair. I just, oh, it's hard for me to get a good picture. This hair is, is bad. It takes so much to control this mop. Terrible. But My wife told me that one day in upper elementary school, yeah. 
she was on her way walking to school, and as during the you know sixties, she's wearing a poncho, <laughs> and some kid flies by her in a bike, and the bike caught the poncho, <laughs> and so she goes scraping along on her face for like uh, you know almost a width oh, of a no. house, and so the next day was oh, school no. pictures, and she's always said. No one has no. ever seen that one. Is and I'm dying oh, to see imagine. that thing. I you think know? it's with the tape of me leading the choir. I think it's in the <laughs> same box somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Oh, oh man. wow. Yeah. I showed that picture to my little great nieces and nephews the other day and they said, Uncle Al, you're much better looking now. <laughs> okay, I don't know about that, but <laughs> Well, they were just telling the truth because you probably couldn't yeah, have got worse. I hate when kids get involved in alcohol at an early age and get drunk. <laughs> it's sad. It's just sad. <laughs> oh, hey, I got to reflect back of the couple's retreat. Um, we had a couple there, John and Inga Bohm. They've been married 69 years. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes they came on oh, the yes. couple's retreat and they introduced themselves before Ruthie and I did. And so they went through a bunch of couples. They stand up. We're John and Inga Bohm. We've been married 69 years. I stand up next. I said, what am I doing here? Why? Why am I here? <laughs> 69 years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was great. Yeah, she had a, yeah. uh, she had yeah, a she hair, hair salon. And a lot yeah. of times Pastor Thompson yep. would go there and get a haircut. And yep. he thought yep. nobody noticed she'd also dye oh, his yeah. hair. But everybody when noticed that, when he had the toupee and there were two different shades. <laughs> yeah, she's they're awesome people. They've been there for a long, long time. A lot of people clue about for a long time. Yeah, and um, oh, she, yes. she told me on Sunday later. She said, "Hey, you taught my husband something." I said, "Really?" She goes, "Yeah." She said, "You talked about how you didn't like your wife shopping and you got impatient and you'd honk the horn and when she'd get in, what took you so long?" And and I said, "I had to learn just to let my wife go do that. I would take my Bible, I listen to nice music, I'd people watch, and and she'd get in and I'd just drive away happily." He she said, "He let me go in and go shopping, and, and he never said anything. It was so nice. You taught him something." So. Brother Bohm, God bless you. Uh, now go out in the backyard and scream like a banshee and get all that frustration out because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, there were some families at Cleveland Baptist, like the mm -hmm. Bohms and the Lamberts, that every one of their oh, kids were handsome and beautiful. Oh. I, I mean, you know, it's like, Oh, you just go, goodness, yep. you know, wow, you know, yeah. who are they? they do they have movie stars here this week? <laughs> no, I think it's because the Bohms are German and the um, the uh, Lamberts. Lamberts are Canadian. Oh. Yeah, the Can yeah, they're Canadians. So they're foreigners. So that's why they look so good. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm a Canadian and it didn't work for me. <laughs> so good, it must be, you have to be a new family. Good, new faithful yeah. families at Cleveland Baptist. Thank families. the Lord. Yeah, I asked. I asked while I was there. I said, "How many have been here fifty years?" And Joyce and uh, Bruce, my sister-in-law, brother-in-law, Whitsky, mm -hmm. um, fifty years. Been there fifty years, more than fifty yeah. years. Yeah, it's amazing. Had we stayed, we would have been yeah. more than fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got kicked out, so too bad. Didn't make it. Yep, <laughs> booted. Pastor Folger wised up. That's right. Okay, did it for the good of the church. Let's get on track. We're talking about kids getting saved. And uh, working through that. Let me ask you. Oh, I thought we were talking about 777. Well, 
You were. That's over. Now it's seven, seven and a half. <laughs> we can get back to the regular stuff we do. Hey, let me ask you this. How many uh, scriptures and what scriptures do you use when dealing with a child and salvation? Man, that's a good question. This is now, I have to put this in context. I never teach and I never practice going after a child trying to convince them to be saved. When we're talking about leading a child or dealing with a child, it's because the child made the response, raised their hand at invitation, asked about being saved, something like that, where the child made the response. And so um, they've already heard the gospel and they're responding to it. Oftentimes, they've heard it many, many times. So I try not to be overcomplicated. I generally use just Romans 6.23 and Romans uh, 10.13. That's it. I don't like using, I don't like going back and forth with a child, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I try to keep it simple because Romans 6.23 has sin. It's got the payment. It's got the punishment. It's got the gift of God just right there. And, uh, you know, Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, you know, it's it's very simple uh, that a child is easily able to understand. And then then uh, if I get a chance, I'll generally use John 5, 24 uh, for, uh, for assurance afterward. But I use Romans 10, 13 for assurance as well. Yeah, I try not to, uh, to fustigate. A child, and for those of you that don't know, fustigate means... You're using that no, out I'm of not, context no, there. It, it means to criticize severely or to beat with or as with a short, heavy club. So I don't want to beat the child over and over, fustigate. <laughs> well, I don't want to beat them with a club, with? you know, same thing, using the same verses over and over. <laughs> <laughs> fustigate. <laughs> Man, do you know nothing? Well, that's that's good. That that's good. I knew what it meant. That's why I'm wondering what in the world, out in the world, is you trying to stretch you know that what in here? means. How do you know that? What do you, like you're reading a dictionary? The dictionary or what? Because I read. <laughs> I read my. <laughs> I read. I read more than C. Jane Run. I've done a fair bit of reading, but I don't believe I've ever come across the word fustigate. And if I did, I, I just would go past it because I have no idea. Fustigate. <laughs> I thought it was like Watergate only for fat people or something. <laughs> Bustigate. <laughs> That's my next word, Bustigate. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I, I, we try I, not to litigate either whenever we're dealing with a child, and uh, we also let just be rude. We also try not to ruminate too much. So we... <laughs> that's your word today. Seven, seven, seven. Fustigate. Be careful about being uh, right. all, being able to repudiate words. the things that they say that they believe. And... Hate. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> And on 777, we're breaking up and going into individual <laughs> podcasts. I'll be at Al Stone. Ask me anything. And Dan Wolven will be, here I am. I know nothing. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's, let's make Don't sure we keep it very simple for children and try oh. not to fustigate them. Yeah. Yeah, I I try to use those, those verses that they would learn in Sunday school oh, man, that they've so learned good. early on. John three sixteen, of course, very easy, uh, you know, in a nutshell. And then I think it's very important that you really take your time and and understand that they don't understand some of those bigger words. Like God gave His only begotten Son. No child knows yes. what that means. Most adults don't really know what that means. So you've got to put it into those terms for the wages of sin. Kids don't know wages. So you have to explain, okay, so if you had a job and I paid you a dollar a day, at the end of the week you get $7, you know. So take your time and really explain those words for them and, and oversimplify almost for kids so that they know that. And then ask them, if there's a word, do you, do you know what that means? Um, you know, do you understand that? And if they still don't, you can go through it again. Take your time with children. You don't have to rush to lead them to Christ. And it may be multiple conversations, but let them let them digest and think about a little bit each day so that they Amen. can uh, they can understand. Here, that. So, here's another yeah, some, tip some that I would system. give uh, when you're dealing with a child or actually anybody for that matter, you had better put yourself way back of the line. Because people get nervous, like, well, if somebody else checks this child and they don't think that child got safe, what are they going to think about me? Who cares? Right. Who cares exactly. what they think about you? Think about the child. That You as a pastor, me as a pastor, I'm sure that we have dealt with a child, taken them to somebody to check them, and the checker said, well, I don't think they got saved. We don't sit there and argue and go, don't you know that I'm a pastor? It's whatever they, whatever the person who checked them thinks, because that's the most important thing. You've mm -hmm. got to be able to put yourself just not in the equation whatsoever. Just make sure you're concerned about the child and not something about your reputation. Like, how dare you? I've been teaching Sunday school for 25 years, and what do you mean to intimate that uh, I made that child lead a false profession. That is not the deal. That is not what's going on. We're trying to concentrate on that child. Absolutely. Um, I would say to make sure that child understands that you're not upset. They did nothing wrong if they're not saved, you know. Um, Amen. You know, you, bring it Amen. up. That, Man, I'm so glad you came. I'm glad you've got questions, those kind of things. Don't let that child ever leave thinking, I, you know, I, they disappointed you or that they're they're wrong in what they did so I, that's important and i you're right i've had you know kids that i've talked to about the lord and they weren't ready i kind of figured they weren't ready but uh you know get them checked that is so important to me that that kids understand that so yeah good good amen amen we we took our children our own children we had other people that we knew were very good at dealing with children we had them talk to them as well and then what we did, I don't know what you did in your own family, but we never pushed them for right. um, making a right, public profession right. or mm -hmm. for baptism. We wanted it to be up to them. We want to explain. We wanted them to be aware mm -hmm. that this is something that you should do. So anytime you want to do it, I'll go with you. And you just let the Lord work upon the heart. Because the way I looked at it as a parent, was mm -hmm. that's confirmation mm -hmm. that they probably did make that good decision. If if I, I'm completely out of the, uh, you know, I want them to know this is what people do, but 
um, you know, that ought to be your next step. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to be pressuring them and reminding them every single Sunday. See, they got baptized. How come you can't get baptized? Oh, no, no, I'm I'm not doing that whatsoever. I'm letting the Lord do it. And then oftentimes, but usually was the prompter was whenever we'd have Lord's Supper after they got saved and they would be, hey, (laughs) you know, oh, oh, you mean I do need to get baptized? Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, and so that oftentimes was a good instigator of, you know, them thinking about, oh, yeah, I guess I do need to get baptized. Yeah. Only my kids were like, hey, I want free grape juice and crackers. (laughs) How do I get that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so they... So they won't be like Stephen Jagger right. when he was two or three. What's the guy got to do? <laughs> he said, I, I hate this place. Can't even get a drink around here. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. I was going to say the exact same thing, that once kids realize that you can take communion, they're like, hey, hey, how do I, how do I get to do that? Right? Can you be part of that? I, I don't have to just, you know, watch my parents pass it by me so I don't dump it all over the floor. Exactly. Oh, hey, have you ever had a, somebody drop the 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 uh, juice plate when it goes by. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think everybody has. Oh yeah. It makes such a mess. Oh man. Yes. Uh, you you want to take a diversionary, <laughs> humiliating sure, sure, story? Go we got time. <laughs> so, so at the time, uh, I don't know how they do it now. Obviously, I've not been there for twenty one years, but uh, Pastor Folger mm-hmm. used to stay in the pulpit. And would either, whether we played music or somebody sang or he read scripture, because mm-hmm. we did many different ways of observing the Lord's table. So Brother Beaver and I yep. were usually at the Lord's Supper table. And, you know, 12, 16 deacons, whatever, the, when they would come forward, then we would give the, uh, you know, we would give the elements and then accept the elements, then give the elements again, you know. So um, Brother Beaver, on this one certain day, he, it, every time, clang, bang, 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 you know, it's like, I think he dropped the lid, and it, it, I mean, it just, and, and so I'm standing there, this is what, this is how the Lord works upon us, so I'm standing there, and of course, what oh, should man. we have? We should have a clean heart before the Lord, as we're going to observe the Lord's Supper, and I'm standing there, and this is so humiliating, I'm standing there yeah. thinking in my mind, oh, man, you know, that's, that's so uncool. That's so. Uh, yep. I, I'm not thinking right of my brother. I'm thinking ill of my brother, and so you know, whole time it was this or that, and it, you know something. It's just one of those days that, you know, everything seemed to go wrong, and so uh, we oh, yeah. get all done, and I had stacked. Of course, oh, you know, no. get a lot of trays. I stacked the juice up, and I picked the lid for the juice. <laughs> And the edge of my lid hit every single, the edge of every single juice tray as it went up top. So it was like a cymbal. You know, I made the worst noise of all. And I, when I put the lid on, I went, I'm sorry, Lord. I shouldn't be thinking ill of my brother. Because I was the loudest one then, you know. But it was like the crowning touch of... Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. stood there saying, Lord, I apologize. I, I was thinking, ill of my brother, please forgive me. <laughs> well, I thought ill of the old lady that put prune juice in the cups instead of the grape juice. <laughs> oh, 
What a story. What a story. You got to tell that one now. Oh, for 777, we'll close it out with this. 777. Yes. So I had an older lady who did our communion sets for us. And she was awesome. She went to the store. She bought the grape juice. Yeah. yeah when you got there, that was she had let yep. you know that All was done. her yep. thing. So that was great. Took something off my plate. I loved it. So she got a little <laughs> older. She got into her 80s and still doing it. You know, she's been doing it now for, you know, 20 years. And uh, so we come to the service and I distribute the bread and great. And, and, you know, you get that dry, <laughs> that dry taste in your mouth from that, you know, the unleavened bread. And I pull a little bit off to do the grape juice and it's brown. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is, this is spoiled. This is like bad grape juice. Like, can grape juice go bad? I'm like, it's something's not right. And I thought, what am I going to do? I'm right in the middle of communion. I can't stop saying, okay, that's it. All we got is the bread. We don't have the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We can't run out and get it. It's Sunday. So I'm like, okay. So I pass it all out and everybody gets the cup and everybody like, what in the world is this? You can see everybody's face, and I'm trying to just put downplay. Like, oh, that's right. this is great. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I said, okay, drinky all of it. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, this is not grape juice. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to embarrass her. So we get all done, and this, this lady is so sweet. She, Rosa Russell is her name. She's got to be with the Lord. And so I say, Rosa, what was that grape juice? And she goes, oh, pastor. Oh, pastor, I'm so sorry right next to the grape juice in the store is prune juice and i must have grabbed the wrong one <laughs> and so we all had prune juice <laughs> i can't believe i wasn't struck dead i thought maybe the lord would just kill me right there sacrilege well i told you you need to put a big old uh banner oh, in your kidding. church the it church was the most on the moving, go it was the most moving communion service we've ever had <laughs> everybody was right for a week <laughs> So that was it. Oh, man. So that's my 777 contribution. Um, She was banned from communion from that day forward. We said, sorry, (laughs) you're 80 years old, but you're fired. I love that story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, I love that story. Well, thank you for 777 episodes of Tim Talks, my friends. My friend, I can't believe we actually had that much to talk about, but we've done it. Yeah. We've done it. Very oh, few we could repeats. talk for 777 more. We will. We will be. Wow. That'll be something. Keep sending in those great questions and we'll do it. That was phenomenal. Great, great question. Great topic. Yeah, we really, for a long time, we didn't get any questions hardly at all. Yeah. Then yeah. your niece started yeah. sending some questions yeah, Becky, in and they you. were so great. Yeah. It was like, maybe we should ask more people. And man, it's... It's really steamrolled now to where yeah. we're, we got a backlog of questions yeah. to get to. Yeah, we do. We got a bunch of good ones. So, but don't let that hinder you. Send them in because um, we, we really Amen. need them. In fact, I just talked to a young man on Sunday and he's not listened before. And I said, hey, here it is. And man, I want to hear from you. He was asking about uh, college and career groups. How do you how do you start and keep going a college and career group? I thought, well, that's a great question too. We'll have to tackle that one. Um, so... 
great stuff. So keep those coming. We appreciate it. Thank you, Brother Wolven. 777, my dear friend, I appreciate you and thank you for asking me to do this. And it has been an absolute blast. I am Al Stone. I am in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, having the time of my life. And a big part of that is doing this Tim Talks and trying to help folks along the way. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio, of course. Let me remind you, give us a rating, a review. Hopefully it would be a good one and a five-star rating, but uh, we'll take whatever you give us because that's what we deserve, and we'll try not to obfuscate the truth on this podcast. Yes, because you don't want to do that. You don't want to obfuscate people. <laughs> I mean, that's just embarrassing. Man. And I, I think we may have done it once, but I hopefully we'll never do it again. <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to find out what it is first. Well, I know what it means. <laughs> to know whether you did. Everybody knows what that means. It's obvious. <laughs> I use it like every other day. <laughs> and you shouldn't have skates in the office. That's not good. You could hurt people. <laughs> oh, they said office skate. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I know what you mean now. <laughs> this is Tim Talks. We hope you have a great, great weekend. Don't forget, especially coming... when you have those picks on the front oh, of them. Oh, don't get that started. <laughs> That's for one thousand. That's for one thousand. We'll tell that story. <laughs> hey, you're gonna go. You're gonna uh, try to get going with your hockey. You know, league? I've tried. I uh, I haven't been around enough really to get involved. You're just I'm not, not there. Here. So yeah. I'm going to try and pick up something uh, here in the next week or so. But I want to play. I've been intending to play. My my goal is to play Good. until I'm 65. If I can do that, that would be awesome. I um, would love to play, but I cannot skate backwards at all. I've tried. It, my knees won't go in and out, in and out to yeah. get those skates going. So. Yeah, I've seen you skate forward and and. Yeah, don't don't. Play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bad. No, no, you. But I can good. never. I cannot go backwards. Yeah, well, unless it's always, an accident and I'm shrieking and screaming. <laughs> always forward, Terror. never backwards. <laughs> this is Tim Talks. Don't forget, next week we're going to have uh, some interviews with uh, Brother Dave Hansen and Brother uh, Springer. Um, it'll be awesome. Can't wait to have it, and uh, look forward to giving it to you. This Amen. is Tim Talks. Have a great weekend. The Tim Talks, number one around the world on a bullet to number one in other parts of the world. This is us. I really can't believe it. We've really, we've really done 777. Wow. Crazy, man. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.